0: Hello everybody, good morning, it is another bright, shiny day with your Uncle Fish, we are here on the Tuesdays and the Thursday mornings at the 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for School of Fish, the hottest new art stream, coming to you live on the Agents of Geekdom Network, watched by fives of sevens of peoples every week, come back and watch later by up to 45 amazing people so glad to have y'all here gonna give a second for everybody to tune in all around the world check in and see what's going on good morning sarah Brighten my day every time i get to talk to you glad your internet's working well enough for you to watch anyway man i sure hated that y'all couldn't stream last night that was a that was a darn shame broke my heart made me want to cry i wanted to jump on just to take your place just just out of support out of fellowship but I was wore out after doing the podcasts and the interviews and the live streams yesterday trying to get the word out for The Mighty Call, The Cro-Magnon, the amazing new book coming to you live from your Uncle Fishy and Mr. Fish Comics. Good morning, Katie. Glad you're here. Glad to see you. Uh, While we're talking about it, let me turn that on over there. Let me turn this on over here. You can go to... Go, MrFish.com, as I'm scrolling across the bottom of the screen, and it will take you to the amazing pre-launch page, and you can sign up to be notified when The Mighty Cog goes live May 16th. There's actually no reason for me to wait to the 16th, other than I said the 16th, uh, but it's ready to go right now, and the book's actually at the printer. I've already got copies printed off, headed my way, so that I can check it out use them for some TikTok videos and whatnot. Sarah says it was so frustrating the whole area was out for several hours annoying as hell man And that's the problem when you get a monopoly and like one place is doing all of the, the work I live out in the sticks so we've never had more than one place that'll do high-speed internet so you're just stuck over a barrel with whatever they want to charge for it and whatever kind of crappy service they want to give and you can't even threaten leave because they know ain't nobody else coming out here it stinks but anyway you can go to go mrfish.com and check out the mighty car and uh, see what's going on there sign up for the pre-launch page also launched uh, patreon which I'm, I might retool a little bit I want to get it to where it's a, a decent price for like a subscription type service. So I can just make cool books and you can get said books when they come out. Yay, in stage capitalism, Sarah says. Yay! That's what we got. So that's what we're gonna try and work in. We're gonna hustle nonstop, just to try and make enough to eke by so we can give the money back to the man just to have the privilege to live and to watch the internet shows and the whatnot. Uh, another cool thing, If you're a fan of Green Zone, Life of the Blocks for freestyle comics, available now at fsknow.com and soon to be coming out in the Kickstarter rewards for the issues 2 and 3. If you're a fan of Green Zone then you might want to pick up a a Comic, which is a brand new project that's coming out and you get this really awesome old school newsprint uh, Sunday Funnies comes out. We got 7 coming out this year uh and it's got all kinds of awesome stuff in it all kinds of cool comics from all kinds of big names and -and up-and-comers and you know folks that are working at marvel right now down to nobody's like your uncle fishy and in that you will find capital punishments war stories here which follows one of my heroes capital punishments the world's oldest geriatric vigilante and uh As he spends his nights in Benny's bar getting drunk, trying to drink himself unconscious from all the PTSD and physical and emotional pain from spending decades and decades fighting an endless battle against crime. Uh, It's a really interesting story that I really wanted to tell. And I almost did that book instead of Green Zone. Um, But it takes place in the same world as Green Zone. And there is crossover between it and Green Zone and i was planning on a whole lot of crossover but depending on scheduling and stuff we'll see how it comes out but if you notice right here this cat right here carlos he's gonna be a big part of issue two and uh the issues going forward after that so you might want to check out Again to comic.com and you get all the backstory and all the extra little doodads and all kinds of extra little pieces that are all gonna plug in with uh green zone from Freestyle Comics and uh, Mr. Fish Comics. And if you're down for like you want to check out my new book called the Crow Magnum, well go to go Mr. Fish.com and sign up now for the pre-launch page and you'll be notified when the Kickstarter goes live. And we gonna get that sucker going. Like I said, it book is done. It is at the printer. The only thing I have left to add to the book is the thank you page for the backers that back the book. And if anybody has any more questions that they wanna put in there to have Ka answering the letters page, there's still some room. I answered uh, Sarah and Katie's questions uh from the stream a couple of weeks ago and i gotta admit katie your question got really dark really quick when i started answering when cause started answering that Not me because i can't really speak for him but his answers got really dark really quick and uh so if you want to find out just how messed up that is you need to go go mrfish.com and sign up to be notified uh as i've been saying the kickstarter is going to be going live may 16th so i figured today we could work on good deal thank you katie i appreciate it you're gonna love it i hope you're gonna love it i'm super excited about it um i've had so much awesome fan art come in for this that i can't fit it all in the first issue so i i've had other people contact me like hey can i still get in can i still get in i was like man The first issue's full, but I absolutely will get you in the second or the third issue. Because I'm going to keep making them. And it's just too much fun not to. And honestly, it goes really quick. And if I didn't have to run Kickstarters as well, excuse me, I could put out 12 issues of this a year, no problem. Which... Brings me to the whole Patreon thing. That's the reason that I'm launching the Patreon. See how that goes. I've already got some backers and see, got some people, uh, sniffing around about some of the really high tiers. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Absolutely. I ain't rushing you cause I know better than the Russian masterpiece. Um. But that's one reason that I, I I really think the Patreon idea is a good idea for me. And I think the people that like my comics would be better suited with that because for a more reasonable price, and I, may, I think I'm gonna adjust the prices from what they are right now, but I think I can get it to a more reasonable price where you can just regularly back my books and you will get my books regularly and save me the hassle of having to set up a Kickstarter each time and like trying to set up all these organized lists of tiers just really cuts across the grain of the OCD in my brain. And making awesome books I can do all the day long. Trying to organize a list of tiers and what backers are going to get and make it worthwhile and not charge too much and not charge too little and blah. I didn't sleep for a week setting up this page. And after all the pitching for the Kickstarter is over, I'm probably going to crash for a week after the Kickstarter is over. If I could, if I could have those two weeks back of my time alone, I could get halfway through another issue. So, I'm hoping eventually to be able to move over to Patreon as a subscription type service, and just like you pay X amount, you get you get a, each book that I put out, or you get the PDF or whatever is is affordable. You know for your tier or like if you're the guys like the andrews and the j-mans and the brad arnie's that <clears throat> want to get all of the variant covers and the posters and stuff then you can absolutely have that tier too if you want to but you know for the rest of us that are on a budget i want to keep it affordable and just be able to put out books i appreciate that sir thank you I tell you what, having good friends in the indie comics community has made all the difference. Like I owe my whole career to my buddy, Eric Bennett and the help and stuff that I've gotten from friends like Sarah and Katie and Lori and everybody in the indie comics world has just been invaluable. And I really, really, really appreciate you guys. And it just goes to show you, you know... If you're a good person and you help people out and, you know, you try and be a benefit to other people, then you'll end up being surrounded by the right people that want to do the same thing. And the amount of people that just share my stuff out and, you know, reshare my posts and stuff really means a lot to me. So thank you to every one of y'all, whether y'all watch the School of Fish every morning or not, whether you come back and watch it later or not. I appreciate you. Thank you for your support. Um. Alright, let's see. Let's turn on the Fishtastic Wonder Screen here and see what we got going on. <clears throat> my cough is pretty much down to allergies now, which is good. But my cough is down to empty, which is bad. Uh, this was originally supposed to be a variant cover, and I was planning on the painted cover being the main cover. But the more and more I looked at it and the more I thought about, you know, like sitting at a table at a con, people walking by, seeing my books from across the aisle, from across the way, what's going to make a more dramatic impact? And this image of Ka absolutely makes so much more of an impact than the painting. The painting is awesome. And I think the painting is a cool premium cover. but this just makes a huge impact. And I've already promised on the Kickstarter page that I'm not going to reprint the variant. So if you want the variant covers, you got to get in now uh, because the order that I place after the Kickstarter is going to be the only time I order those variant covers. And the thought of losing this cover forever, I couldn't do it. So I switched it. And so now if you want to get the painted cover, you got to get the variant covers, and it's only good excuse me got the hiccups only going to be available on the kickstarter but this one i've moved over to being the main cover because i just love it and i think it's awesome i love this cover a lot she says they're all good but i agree with you this one is a bit more impactful for con settings oh yeah i mean it's all about pop and color and You know really standing out from across the way and the details on the other one were just too small like kaw is this big on the cover it's great looking cover very like frisetta inspired cover it's great but it just doesn't have that bam catch your eye from across the room and i'm paying more and more attention to that like when i used to have my wall of comics here behind me let me turn this off for just a second when i used to have my wall of comics here behind me Uh, in the living room until before I had my own office at our new house and then I'd get done working for the day and I'd be sitting across the room on the couch with my wife and I'd be looking across the room at the covers I would realize the more I looked at it that really like only the Sentinels logo like right here behind me that's the only one out of most of them that really pops off the page and is legible from across the room And which really, you know, made me start rethinking a lot of things because it's like, you know, looking really cool is one thing, but it needs to be readable from across the room. It needs to pop. It needs to stand out when you've only got that top portion of the book standing up on a comic book shelf or whatever, like it really needs to pop, not just look cool when you're holding it in your hand. So that's one of the things that I wanted to do right now, because I decided to make changes to the mighty Cro Magnon logo here. Um, originally, I had a blue to white fade on the Cro Magnon and all that stuff, and it looked really cool. I really liked it. But then when you put it on a cover and you stand back across the room and look at it, it all kind of bled together. There's a lot of blues, and, you know, it just nothing really stood out. But when I turned those letters to white, all of a sudden bam they really jumped out and became more clear and even if you can't read it from far enough away like if your eyes aren't good enough it still pops with the colors and so i need to make a new transparent copy of this logo that i can upload whenever i feel like it into things and because the the png copy of the logo that i have i have the original file with all the layers and everything but i don't want to have to pull that up in everything that i want to put the logo on because it's just a lot of information and it slows down the programs i want to have a nice clean png so i'm going to re-export this as a png and i'm going to be in the mighty car and i'm going to be i'm going to click on this one and then I'm going to change the name to new car logo trans back I'm going to click save I'm not gonna have it save all pages I'm gonna do the selection area 100% now I could save it much larger and have it bigger at a higher resolution but for most things I need I'm not going to need it bigger than it is on the cover so I'm going to save it at 600 DPI at the size it is on the cover now. And. All right, which will then let me go to new pages like this and import image. It's going to be down here at the bottom now. And Skidoosh, here we go. Now it's a neat little object that I can move around and do as I please with. I can go back in and add an outline around the outside of it if I need to to make it pop off of things. Um, That's exactly what I wanted. That's exactly what I needed. And what I want to work on now is I want to work on some new images and stuff for the Kickstarter. Some things that I can share, some things that I can... uh, like a new profile picture and stuff. I don't want it to be the same image over and over again. And right now it's all a lot of the same image um, cropped from the cover. And so I want to make a new image that I can set for my profile image that says that the Kickstarter's live and all that cool jazz and has a cool image of color. And I want to, you know, maybe work on some, cool thumb stopper type images, you know, that will help get attention towards the book and the Kickstarter as it's going. Katie says, good advice. I get too fixated on detail sometimes and don't think about how it looks from far away. Oh yeah. I, and the thing is, I used to be so good about this when I did paintings. Like I would forever set my painting up. used to live in a trailer. I'd set the painting up in the kitchen where I was painting it because linoleum floors. And so that I could see it through the doorway. And then I'd go stand in the living room. I'd go stand on the front porch. I'd go stand out in the front yard. I'd even cross the street and stand in the neighbor's yard and look across the street, through the yard, through my front door, into the house at the painting and look at it, you know, from probably 200 feet away and see how does it really look at this distance? Is it reading correctly? Are there things I need to change? And, you know, proportion issues or like uh issues with not having enough contrast between light and dark to make things pop from each other would be more obvious i used to always do this i would like when i'd be working on a drawing i would set it upside down on the couch and go stand in the kitchen and look at it from across the house and see how does it look you know do i need to change it and at some point i just stopped doing that when i went to digital and I tell you, setting my tablet up on the couch with the cover on it and then going and standing in the kitchen and looking through two rooms at it really made a difference in the way I looked at it. It suddenly has a very different feel and I was like, as much as I love that painted cover, I can't tell what's going on from across the con, you know, from two aisles away. If I catch a glimpse of it, it's just, you know, an orange blur. but this one pops, and you see that there's a figure. So I made a change. Kate says linoleum floors are so much better for real paint. Tried to tell my parents that, and they didn't listen. I think Dad realizes his mistake when he knocked over a 1.5 liter tub of white gesso onto the carpet. Oh my mar- Oh my god. Oh. Young Uncle Fishy used to be a mural painter, and I. Used to have big metal shelves on my side of the bedroom uh, with my ex wife, and I would keep all my art supplies there, you know, for everything that I did, including paint. And then one day I knocked over almost a full gallon of like sandstone, pinkish, beige, orange paint from a mural on the carpet. And we hustled like all get up to get it cleaned up and to try and wash the carpet and get as much of that paint out and we really did good like we really got a lot of it out considering what just happened oh but that carpet was never the same oh my god it was horrible ended up having to rearrange the room and set the bed over that just so we didn't i didn't have to walk on that anymore because it was it was very uncomfortable on my tootsies yeah carpet is not fun for that was one thing i was really glad about when we got this house with this used to be enclosed garage that's heated and air conditioned and everything is concrete floor i can do whatever i want in here and worst case i can get a scraper and scrape it off i've covered it with cheap rugs so that you know my feet aren't cold when i come in here but I can roll up those rugs and just paint away or work in plaster or fiberglass or silicone or whatever i need to do to make molds or whatever and not have to worry about it oh yeah i'm telling you man it does not come out of carpet (laughs) it don't excuse me all right let's get to drawing before the whole time's over because my wife's off work today and I want to get to see my wife a little bit today because I don't get to do that very often. Between her work schedule and me working all the time, there's just not a lot of time for... Hey, how you doings? Um, so I'm just going to start sketching here and play around and see if I come up with something that I like. Kind of wanting to come up with like a cool expression for Ka. I tell you, I've exaggerated his anatomy so far that it's a challenge sometimes to figure out just exactly how to draw something from the right proportions and still make it look like him. Because I've exaggerated everything, like his brow sticks out so far and i shrunk his cranium so far and his bottom jaw sticks out so far and I mostly work with little bottles of paint and got a silicone mat to paint on so nice for cleaning up and I'm not getting paint all over my tables yeah and if we're doing little things oh that rocks that absolutely rocks and and even for a long time there I painted murals and stuff with those little bottles. I mean I would get I would get the bigger bottles but it would be the same paint. But I my cheap self didn't want to believe it, but man once I moved over to using like the $60 a gallon Sherwin Williams paint for painting murals, it went so much faster cuz all of a sudden I didn't need three or four coats of this thin blue to make make it opaque or this yellow boom you go in with one coat and it was done and and it uh it just man it covered so much better and I realized I could get bright primary colors in the gallons in the really expensive paint and then I could mix it into smaller batches and get almost everything I needed so with a, a really good blue and a really good red and a really good yellow and a good brown and then some good black and white, I could get almost anything I needed. And it really worked out well. Oh yeah. But man, when it's when it's time to use the good stuff, it's time to use the good stuff. Like it's it is definitely it definitely does make a difference. I didn't want to believe it for the longest time, but it definitely does. Really wanting something that captures the the vicious sinisterness you know of call like he's he's a brutal dude he has spent his entire life fighting in the arenas for his life he is not afraid to end a life in a second Oh man. And when like, I watch people, I like to watch videos of people, miniature painting and stuff. And when I see the effects that they get with like the really nice, expensive paints and they can just, you know, like airbrush, a character airbrush, a a miniature in black, and then hit it with whites to get the highlights and then go over it with these vibrant translucent paints. To paint the skin colors and all those shadows and highlights pop through and it's just bam 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 they're done like god that would have taken me so long to do in the cheap paints that i'm used to using katie says i tell my students that good art materials make a world of difference even when you're just starting to learn because there's nothing more frustrating than trying to learn at the same time as fighting with crappy materials and honestly you end up You end up learning bad traits, trying to compensate for bad materials that later on when you do decide to go to good materials, you're going to have to unlearn. And that's something that I wish I had considered and just cut out the middleman and just started working with better materials to start with. Because having to unlearn bad practices, because I'm so used to working with bad paints, It was just a waste of time. It didn't really end up saving me anything. It cost me more time in the end run, and that's worth much more. I hate those people. (laughs) Sarah says she's pulling no punches today. Sarah says she's telling you what she thinks of you today. She says she hates those people. Glad I'm not those people, said Uncle Fishy. In an arrogant tone, just assuming that he was not those people. And Sarah just cackled to herself madly. Oh, you are indeed those people, she said. But she kept it to herself so that she would not throw off her master plan. I use Vallejo model air paints for my model painting, but I also use them in my actual painting sometimes because they're so good, absolutely. Still <laughs> Oh, I bet. I bet. I absolutely bet. I feel like I need something in this corner above his head here. Or let me see what enlarging him does. I could enlarge him to fill in most of that area. And that, that balance is pretty good. So, okay, we'll do that. We'll go with this image for now, and maybe even, you know, maybe we can get another one before we're done. Uh, all right, I'll make a new vector layer. I'm going to make it black because it's my ink layers. So it makes it easy for me to remember. I'm going to flip the canvas now so that hopefully all the little mistakes that I made are going to jump out at me. I'm going to lower the opacity a little bit on my blue line layer just to and just one thing just just how fish does it just in case you're wondering i all i turn the layer blue up here in the layer colors like i'm working with black ink when i'm drawing this um and then i just make the layer blue just because that's easier for me in my mind than having to come back and change the color over here every time and and every once in a while if i'm working on a few layers of an image you know trying to t- hone in an image every once in a while i'll realize what i just penciled out is actually a really good image and i just want to go with that and all i have to do is unclick it and now it's black lines which happens yeah more often than you would think but you know uncle fishy works really fast and it it goes with my style um but so I like having that option of being able to get back to straight black lines if I need to. And so that's why and how I do it that way. I like to, I like to have that option of turning it back into black lines without, you know, a major hassle. Why do you always start in the eyebrows, Uncle Fishy? I don't know. I used to always start in the at the shoulders for some reason. And then one day, it just changed. And I realized I was always starting at the eyebrows. But you know what your Uncle Fishy says? I ain't hung up about it. Why the words never said? in my life, trying to live up to. It's easy to say you ain't hung up about it. It's a whole different thing to not be hung up about. You know, I was talking with my daughter yesterday as I was taking her to work, and I had a bit of an epiphany recently, and I just wanted to share I had seen several people talking you know on tv and whatnot about about living your dreams and you know manifesting your reality and you know what you want to be doing and all this stuff and i was reminded of a sermon at church one day and the preacher asked us whoops he asked us uh if you could do absolutely anything And you knew God was going to sign off on it and he was going to be sure to send enough people and finances that, you know, it's guaranteed to succeed. There's no question that, that what you're dreaming of is going to happen. It's going to come to fruition. What would that be? And you know, you got a blank check from God to do whatever it is you want to do. And. We sat there and we dwelled on it, you know, for a minute as he talked. And then he came back and he was like, you know, whatever that is, whatever that first instinct in your heart that you would be doing right now, if there was, you know, if it was guaranteed to succeed and, you know, you were going to have plenty of money and finances and support and whatnot to get it done is like that is most likely what you're supposed to be doing and what God intended you to be doing. That's what he built you for. That's what he's equipped you for. That's what he put a passion in your heart for. And that's what you should be doing. And that hung on my heart for a long time and like almost as a burden because, you know, Given the opportunity, like, you know, if I could do anything that I wanted to do, what would that be? And I was like, it would be drawing comics. It would be telling my stories and getting them out there to people. And, you know, 100%. I mean, I love my fellow man. I love serving. I love helping people. I love being a foster parent. Like, There's a lot of things that I've deeply enjoyed and I care about and are valuable to me feeding the hungry clothing the poor like these are things that i've put a lot of effort and time into and mean a lot to me but when it comes down to like what's my passion it's absolutely storytelling and you know that's that's the true passion of my heart right there and those words hung on me for a long time and then when it came time after years of being stuck in a wheelchair and able to walk talk and see and uh finally got my Tourette's under again not control but learned how to live with it enough that you know I could start to do more and now it becomes a question of what am I going to do with my new freedom you know what am I going to do to try and make a living and You know, I wanted it to be telling stories. But also, you know, I was a realist and I needed to make money and pay the bills. So I tried finding a job anywhere else locally. But for some reason, nobody wanted to take a chance hiring a cripple that couldn't necessarily promise he was going to be able to walk, talk, and see every single day. And, you know, nobody wants to hire the guy that maybe he can come to work. Maybe he can't. And this was, you know, before the everybody having to go virtual locked in their homes and everything so my only real choice was building a freelance career from scratch again and you know but this time I didn't have the flexibility and the mobility to be able to go back to painting murals and climbing ladders and and honestly you know when there are still days that I can't speak um, the idea of trying to go back to doing logos and stuff and having to go on phone calls with clients and things was pretty intimidating if I can't guarantee that I'm going to be able to speak and so I was like you know what the landscape has changed it's easier than ever now to do indie comics all kinds of people are doing it i'm going to give that a shot and i am now literally living out my dream my lifelong dream of being a full-time comic book artist just because i stepped out and did it and if nothing else i am getting to do what i've always dreamed of doing if i never sold another of my own comics And I just drew other people's comics for the rest of my life. I am still one happy dude that is getting to live out his dream. There's nothing better than that. And I realized like I'm doing it and now I'm taking that dream a step further and like actually moving out into printing and publishing my own books, doing my own stories. I could potentially, if people like them, I could be doing my own stories full time, which is what I've been pushing for for the last year or two. And I'm so close to getting there. And that is my like top tier wishful thinking dream. And I'm doing it. And the more I step out into doing it, and the more more I put myself out there, and it's like, okay, I'm going to get past the fear. I'm going to make myself do what I'm afraid of. I'm going to give this a shot the more I realize I'm better equipped to do it than I think. I have a better collection of friends around me, like the Sarah's and the Roy's and the Katie's and the Lorries that can help me where I'm weak and help me get to where I want to be. Like God supplied the people to help get me where I needed to be. He's I've got the skills I've got. It's, it's amazing to me and I'm, extremely grateful for it and I'm extremely humbled to have the kind of friends and the kind of support to be able to do the thing that I dearly love doing and that's awesome. So thank you guys. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Kyron, and Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and Katie and Roy and Eric and Tony and Mike and Lori and to a lesser extent Eric. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's really awesome to think you know that that this story and this challenge that he, he leveled at us that Sunday morning is now my actual flesh and blood life it's nuts it's freaking nuts man it's wild it's wild wild wacky stuff all right, we're going to make that our reference layer. We're going to try to and I can't there couldn't see it. Gonna turn off that layer, going to turn off. I'm well, not going to turn it off yet. Going to make me a new layer for doing the flatten. and I'm going to select this square area here that I put up as a reference. Um, just so I don't go outside of that area for now. I'll turn that off. Come over to the, the paint bucket tool. I'm gonna come to my selection of car colors that I've added to my menu, to my custom color palette over here, because I'm no fool. I'm gonna make this as easy on myself as possible. So I added all the like, cause feather and shadow feather and skin tone and all that stuff into one spot so it's easy for me to find I don't have to go digging around for it I'm going to go ahead and paint in his teeth and eyes because I don't want to accidentally leave them transparent which I know I'll do if I don't fill them in now now I've had people asking me in some of the interviews and stuff that I've been doing lately, uh, like, you know, well, cause wearing this bird-like headdress. And I'm like, well, he is, but he's not. Like, the mask part on his face is absolutely, you know, a mask that he wears that he's made from, like, you know, bits of fallen foes in the arena. Sort of like a luchador mask. And, and he truly believes it to have magic powers at this point. He believes it's the reason that, you know, he never fails. Uh, Absolutely. He 100% believes that. It doesn't really have any magic powers. But And his hair, like, from here on back on his head is his hair. That's all feathers. And he's got feathers all over, but I didn't want to have to make dramatic blue feathers all over his body for body hair, just because A, you get a little bit creepy. B, it would cut down on the clean lines. C, it would take longer. So instead I've just been hinting at the feathers with the outline and the highlights and stuff to try and, you know, give a hint that like his shoulders are shaggy, but I don't, I don't want to put blue right there. Um, so that's what I'm doing, but yeah, he is a bird man. All of his body hair is actually feathers, long, thin feathers, and the wings are actually connected to him and the mask does come off, but you know, it rarely comes off. He wears it all the time. Like a luchador, you know, he never takes it off because, you know, in his head, that would make him vulnerable. But are the feathers around his groin clothing or his own feathers? <laughs> I so want to just make it that he's wearing chaps. And that's just, you know, his own natural from below the belt. Ah, and I do a lot of things and I'm a weirdo, but I'm not going to go that far. To me that's just a step too far, that's a little too gross. Um, that's that that's gonna get the book cancelled if I do that. So yeah. Uh it's it's a loincloth that he's skinned from, you know, other people that he's beaten in the ring. But uh yeah. In his boots as well. But feel free to ask any other questions that you have about Kaw. I might. I've already got a question from Katie in there. Maybe we'll put that question uh, in the in the second issue. <laughs> Interesting little tidbit. Uh, up until the up until the slave rebellion that you're going to get to see a peek of in the first issue, get a hint of. We're going to go back and see some of that stuff later on. But up until the slave rebellion. Kaw had never left the arena in his entire life. So, like, a lot of things that he says and talks about are based solely from his perspective inside the arena. Like, he doesn't know how many stars there are in the sky, but he knows how many stars he can see above the arena. And that's all he's ever seen. And other than, like, you know, as far as he's been able to fly within that arena in a battle... That's all he's ever seen of the entire world. He's never left. He's never been anywhere else. Um, So there are things that are going to come up in later books that are going to make Ka look kind of stupid because he doesn't know how to do these things, but he's never had to before. He's never been outside of the arena before. Exactly. All right, we've got those flat colors down. So now I'm going to go over here to the actions that I've set up and I'm going to click on my color layer action, which whoops, and that adds a new layer above my flat color layer, which I'm not really going to do a whole lot of painting, painting on that. But then I've got my highlight shadow areas. set. So now I'm going to set my flats as my new reference layer. And then I'm going to come in here and I'm going to select that blue. I'm going to select my bright yellow. I'm going to select my textured airbrush from my highlights. I'm going to make it a big airbrush. And then I'm going to give it a cha. And a cha And now I'm going to come in with my selection tool set to a negative subtraction selection going to start selecting out the highlights. I'm cutting out every place where I want to save the highlights. I want them to remain because I'm going to erase everything else and then use it as a mask for my shadows. So I'm cutting out everything that I want to leave and then I'm gonna get rid of it. Absolutely. But yeah, it's a it's a feathery loincloth. That's that's the official story. Um question to the cost super fans in the room, because you know y'all are because y'all are the only ones that are here watching the show. Uh I was thinking just the other day, just the yesterday, as a matter of fact which is another day I was thinking about as a, as a stretch goal adding in a uh, source book for Kaw and some of the characters that are going to be showing up soon and uh, explain a little bit of backstory about the world that he's from. And, you know, a little bit of his history growing up in the arena and Do y'all think that'd be something cool? Is that something y'all would be interested in? Being as y'all are the ones here invested all the time, so y'all are the ones that I actually care what you have to say about the subject. <laughs> Good morning! Good morning, Nix, my very first Patreon supporter. Glad to see you, man. Glad you're here. Happy to have you in the building. Um, talking about the Kickstarter that's coming up and uh, asking what folks might like to see as a stretch goal I was thinking about adding in a uh, let me invert the texture adding in a uh, source book to give people a little bit more insight about cause backstory and the world that he's coming from and everything Katie says that'd be awesome. Katie says she's all about the backstory. Backstory into Benjamins, Katie says. That's what she's all about. Cool. And I've already got all the artwork and stuff, so it's a relatively easy extra thing to put together. Like, it doesn't take a lot of hard extra thinking or you know a whole lot of extra work like i i would put some pictures of cause a fledgling in the arena and stuff like that but so much of it I've already got artwork for that as i was sketching things out and figuring out what everything was going to look like more stories always better which I had also you know I had thought about doing like issue two as a stretch goal because I could get it knocked out pretty fast but I also just had one of my most loyal clients come in and ask me to start on uh, the next issue of the Sentinels for him and he has been such a godsend over the years, kept my kids fed all through COVID and everything. I'm actually absolutely going to help him out and get that done. If they're winged creatures, do they get born like humans or are they born from eggs? That's a good question, Katie. I'm going to put that in the book. I'm absolutely going to put that in the book. Katie's going to get two questions in the first issue because that is that is a good one that is a real interesting one and I've been I've been debating about that like you know in some ways it would make sense you know because they are avian they're born they're evolved from various birds and there's there's several different clans on his world of you know varying different degrees of of technological advancement and the most technologically advanced species is the ruling class that's in charge. Um, But yeah, I mean, they absolutely are evolved from birds. So, you know, like if we're evolved from apes, we didn't, you know, stop giving live birth somewhere along the way and decide to do it differently. Like, we do it the same way chimps and gorillas and apes do. So, you know, it only makes sense. That's As much as I have thought through, that's one thing that I hadn't actually finished thinking all the way through. I started to think about it one day and then I got distracted thinking about religions and what heaven and hell would look like to insect aliens and, you know... What would their stories look like? Because Young Fisher can't just do it easy. I was talking with my buddy Eric. You know, we were talking back and forth about other stuff while I was working on issue one. And I was like, I need a good space pirate swear. And he just threw me one out real quick. And you'll see it in the book. I love it. And it actually inspired several other Exclamations in the book, and I was like, Man, how'd you come up with that so fast? And he was like, Oh man, I just make sounds until I find something that sounds cool, and then I figure out how to spell it. And I was like, Man, that's too easy because your uncle Fishy's sitting here thinking through, like, okay, well, if this species is evolved from bugs, and you know what would heaven and hell look like to a bug and what would their religion look like? And, and if their religion looks like that, then like, what would be some of the characters in it? What would be some of the stories that you would hold on to that you would exclaim in a point of, you know, emergency. And, you know, so like you could definitely tell the difference in the book between those exclamations that I made up and the ones that were inspired by Eric's, um, but it takes all kinds in the world. Does Kala take the feathers of his fallen foes? Absolutely. Absolutely, he does. His mask is is made from the feathers of some of the biggest and baddest uh, crow warriors in the arena that he ended up defeating on his way up as a child. And uh, the beak is from another alien. But uh, he absolutely made this thing <laughs> to make himself this scary. And he takes the feathers of his fallen foes he will take bits and pieces I don't want to give away too much but Katie asked a question uh, on one of the last shows about what's the worst thing Ka's ever eaten and I'm not going to give away his entire explanation because you know I want you to read it in the book because it's awesome and it's gory but Ka eats in the ring I'm going to say that and that's as far as I'm going to go on that (laughs) Thank you, Katie. I appreciate that. All right. Let's see. We got those areas selected off. Now I'm going to go to transparent with my airbrush. Going to zoom out a little bit. Going to go to airbrush. All right. And now we're going to go to the multiply layer. And whoops. I'm going to invert the texture on my airbrush from what it was. And then hit it. Does race and enslave the Crow Magnans teach any of their slaves, like basic math and reading and stuff, or do they want them as uneducated as possible so they're easier to control? Uh, like how much math can Kaa do? Ka can go up to his fingers and toes. That's as far as Ka can go. But Ka has also never had to do math. Like, Kaa has never had to do engineering. Cause never had to figure out a grocery list or pay taxes. The only thing he has to do is survive the next day in the arena. And so that's about as far as his counting has gone is, you know, How many people were in the ring when we started and how many are still here? Did I miss somebody? Are they behind me? That's about as far as his math has to go. Now they do train some of the crow slaves to do more technologically advanced things. Like they have them working in the power plants and stuff and like cleaning condenser coils and, you know, feeding livestock and caring for children and like doing all kinds of different things. So they will teach you exactly what you need to know to do your job, but nothing else. Like you could work in the nuclear fusion plant and you could work cleaning and calibrating very technical stuff, you know, very, very detail oriented stuff in, you know, a fusion reactor, but not know how to read and write, not know how to spell, you know, like you know how to do your job period, because they don't, they don't want you. They want to keep them stupid because they don't want them asking questions because if they start asking questions, they're going to realize that they're bigger and they're stronger and they're faster. And why are we slaves again? Uh, So is it safe to say that all of cause people have the same color feathers since all the feathers on cause head is blue? Yeah, they're all, they're all variations of dark blue to black but like if i actually make it just black then you can't it's just a big black blob on the page so yeah they're all blue to black to dark blue you know in that range can uh kaw can only count on his hands and toes does that mean that he can only count to 20 or can he count to 20. only cannous <laughs> uh and like and he wouldn't even be a number. He would be like, you know, okay, there's this many. And like that would that's that's how cock counts. Uh he's not stupid. He's just uneducated which is a big difference you know he's 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 not stupid he's ignorant he hasn't been taught and for a reason but like I said he's never left the battle arena like since he was first brought there as a child because he was just too unruly and wouldn't listen fought back because you're not gonna tell me what to do And honestly, if an event that you see on page two of the book hadn't happened, he probably would have stayed there for the rest of his life. Uh, But, you know, they pushed him too far into something that he would not do. And next thing you know, he's leading a slave rebellion. Totally accidentally, totally not intentional. Like, it wasn't his plan. It never even really occurred to him to try and escape because, you know, from a fledgling on, everybody that tried to escape got their wings ripped off. And he didn't want that. So it just got ingrained in his head so young that you don't run that once he was gigantic and powerful, it never really occurred to him. To try, and you know, and by this time he's the people's hero, and things are going well for him. So he didn't have the need to go, and he didn't have any, he doesn't have anywhere to go. So, like you know, other than the little bit he's seen from over the walls of the arena when he's flying high in a battle, he doesn't know any place else to go. He doesn't have any friends or anything that aren't other warriors in the arena like the only people he knows are other warriors who are probably going to get put up against him any day now so there's no point in making friends with them because you're probably going to have to kill him or the guards like he doesn't have anybody to run to he can't you know he knows there's hundreds of people out here that he recognizes day after day cheering him on but he knows they will cheer his death just as quickly as they cheer his victory so he can't like you know Give me a place to stay. Help me run. My cup's still empty. Go figure. So you know, he didn't have any place to go. Katie says a lot of the corvids have a blue sheen to their feathers, even though they look black. That's what I'm counting on. Do birdmen even have phy- <laughs> Regular birds don't have dangly be. <laughs> How do you think they make the babies? By sitting on the eggs, she says. But uh. Yeah, bird men have bits. I will say that much. I tell you, this book has pushed me into some places that I didn't think I was gonna go. I have There's My boy I was talking with my boys about it at Sunday dinner, and uh and I was like, you know, well, it's rough, but it's not like that better. Like, dude, like this scene and that scene and that scene, like this is the roughest thing I've ever seen you draw. And I, I got to thinking about it and I was like, you know, like there are a lot of brutal slangs in here. Like it's, it's not all, I'm not a stick it all in the camera kind of guy, but like, There is a point where you do see the insides of somebody's belly and you know, like you, he kills a lot of people like it's, it's pretty brutal. (laughs) You should know I Googled the plural fallacies so that I wouldn't just be wrong in that question. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Katie knows Katie's down with the info. Well, birds have them, but they don't dangle. Exactly. Yeah. i was watching batman the brave and the bold the other day while i was working because i love it and it's an amazing show and he's fighting you know all these gorillas in gorilla city and i'm watching them run around and i was like all of these gorillas from all of these angles and we you see a dangly bit one i was like i don't believe that would really happen in real life like i know the furry like i ain't never gone looking for gorilla junk online i don't want to i don't want to see what comes up but like also they're primates and they're mammals and like you can see a chimps that's why they're always wearing diapers on tv shows like they would have to be there in cause world do the male or female characters characters tend to the young some birds have the males take care of the young after birth that is a question that I'm going to answer in the book. Kyron, thank you very much. That is a really good question. And I'm going to answer that in the book because I need to fill out the letters page. I can't imagine Carl sitting on a nest of babies. You will hatch in the name of Carl. You will hatch or die! You just got to watch some planet Earth for that. David Attenborough will tell you. Yeah, I can't, I can't imagine Carl having a whole lot of sympathy. Carl cleans his eggs while warming up the eggs. <laughs> you will hatch or die. I ain't never had a bird hatch so fast now. <laughs> okay, I'm digging this image. I'm digging the way that's come out. Um, now, let's flip it back. And let's turn on... The, no, not that light, that layer for that. I hope one of Cause Foes. I hope the one of the foes in Cause Book is daylight saving time. <laughs> Does God believe? It? Does he believe? You know, like that's what, like, yeah. You, know, you don't have to like taxes to believe they exist. You know, like. But, Daylight savings time isn't quite like Santa Claus, you know, but... Just, just call his DST, only <laughs> true I am the evil DST. I am here to disrupt your life and make you feel like we're doing something important for the farmers. He doesn't have to believe in DST if he murders it. Oh my god, we're so weird. Oh! Speaking of which, something to talk about. Um, Speaking of the true fans and the whatnots, uh, like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, I've just launched my Patreon, and uh, I think I'm probably going to be tweaking some of the tiers and get it down to a simpler level. Like, I'm I'm offering a whole lot of different stuff in there, and I think I'm going to edit them and get it down to, like, just... Digital copies of the books, the books, all of the variant covers, and, like, you know, if you want to if you want to get a commission from me once a month, like, m- simplify the tiers down. But, because uh, really, I just want it to be a subscription service so I can make awesome books and you can get the books. And I don't have to keep running a whole bunch of Kickstarters all the time, every time we want to put out a book. Um, so, anyhow, I'm working on that right now. And one of the things that I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be moving one of my weekly art streams over to Patreon only. It's probably going to be School of Fish Night School or After Dark or something like that. It's going to be a new show, but it's going to be essentially the same thing, except I'll be working on my own stuff and, you know, and we can chat about it behind the scenes and... You know, And that will absolutely be a place to be able to have a lot more impact on what's going to happen on the book and ask questions and polls and stuff of the actual true fans that are actually regularly backing the book to like vote to see who wins in this fight. Vote to pick a name for this character, pick you know a color scheme for this new character, which costume do you like better, which ship should be theirs, like all kinds of little things going along in how we make the show. Um, don't nobody want to see that, Kyron. Only a very select group of people want to see that. And if you want to bag it for $500 a month, you too. No. Uh, but anyway, I'm going to be moving one of the shows over there. It'll probably be the Thursday show. I'm thinking that I'm going to move over there. And I can just use... I might change what day it's on on Patreon. But I'm thinking right now I'll leave the Tuesday show here and move the Thursday show either to Thursday or Friday or something on Patreon at a time that's easier. Onlyfish.com, baby. I should I should register that. Sarah should register that for me is what she should do. <laughs> Sign up for my Onlyfish page. Um, but anyway... If y'all, if anybody would be interested in that show, if anybody has any input on what would be a better time for you to watch the show, uh, cause like, you know, I like the mornings, the mornings work good for me, but also I know a whole lot of people are at work, except for the Sarah's and the Kyrens and the Katie's of the world that have time to hang out. You know, the J Mans and the Boss Mans have to watch on the down low at work, but, uh, um, so, let me know what time you think would be a good time for the show. I'm happy to keep it in the mornings or I'm happy to move it into the evenings. You know, if that works better for people, uh, you know, all about catering to the masses and the will of the masses. Um, anyway, (laughs) see Katie knows how it goes. I'm always working like, you know, people hit me up all the time and we're chit chatting and stuff. And, uh, and they're like, oh, well, yeah, you know, you're chilling with your family, huh? And I was like, oh, no, I'm working. I was like, dude, it's like 1030 at night. Yeah, I know. I'm working. They're like, okay, well, I'll talk to you in the morning, 730 in the morning. Hey, Fish, what's going on? You know, you taking a break? Oh, no, I'm working. If I'm awake nine times out of 10, I'm working. So if we're chit-chatting, no, that I love you enough to chit-chat with you in between drawing strokes on you know, somebody's page that's paying me good money. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Because your Uncle know, Fishy's always working, always hustling. I'm making mock ups for our next campaigns. Good times. Good times. Man, I am so excited seeing that picture of the actual printed comic. Like, I literally sent her the files, and like 15 minutes later, she sent me a picture. It's like, check it out. Looks awesome. Oh man, I cannot wait to hold the actual copies in my hand, and get to do videos and stuff and show people. Hey, check it out! The book is real. Lit real quick. Book's gonna happen. The book is done, other than like the thank you page and sticking Kyron's question in there and maybe one of Katie's extra questions. Uh, But anyway, yeah, it's ready to go. Uh, I'm fixing to start on the next Sentinels issue, and I'm going to be. Also working on call in between. I think I'm gonna start. I think I'm gonna start taking some time off in the evenings to start working on some cost stuff too, rather than just only this one thing all the time, even though my brain likes to stick it one thing at a time. But I want to get the next issue ready as soon as possible because I want it to keep coming out. I want to keep it in people's face. You know, I'm creating a Kickstarter page for Zaw 4 in between drawing a book for Joseph Dwee Dwa Dewis. I like Twitch more than YouTube for some reason. Don't know why. It's just Kyron's trying to be hip. It's hip to be square, Kyron says. Hip to be square. Um, oh, gosh. There was something else I was going to ask while I was here, while I had a captive audience. And I'm just going to sit here stroking my beard. Until I figure it out, I can't remember what it was. Man, Dewis! All right, there we go, Joseph Dewis. Cause you're weird, yeah, pretty much, yeah. Don't get to fighting, kitties. Don't make Uncle Fish come into the comment section. I can't fit. It's two dimensional. You know how fat I am. <laughs> has Um anyway. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you. Uh, Nick for thank you for backing the uh Patreon. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Kyron, for showing up and being a weirdo. Because I like to know I'm not alone in the world. Uh thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Katie. Actually it was. Me and me and my boy just watched that. Uh my youngest, Eli. Like he had never seen it before. I was like, dude. Like, this is a part of your trip into manhood, man. You've got to watch the Monty Python. So we watched it all. Uh, Everything we could get our hands on right now. And, oh, my God, he cracked up at the coconuts every time. Just put a scratch. Oh, it was so funny. And when it got to those damn rabbits, (laughs) I was like, you know, I had to put those rabbits in a book one time. Because one of my clients just opened it up for anybody that wanted to pay X amount of money on his Kickstarter could put whatever they wanted in the book and somebody put those damn rabbits and I had to do it and it came out cool because I was like, if I'm putting them in, they're going to look badass. (laughs) Uh, I will definitely back the Patreons as soon as I have the money, she says. Uh, All right. I'm going to get off of here because otherwise I'm just going to sit here and keep laughing and keep talking. And my wife's going to be like, I thought your show was over in an hour. Why weren't you in here talking to me? And I'm going to say, well, I was talking to all my friends. Don't be jealous. And then she's going to slap me and say, I am jealous. And she's going to walk away. And fish is going to be sad. So fish is going to go. Love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. I will definitely see you this Thursday. Uh, But pretty soon, I'm going to switch one of those other shows over. So let me know. She just wants to talk about DST. She's down with the DST. Shut up, Karen. Let me go. Love you guys. Peace out.